This week, we're rewinding to the episode that I got the most emails and comments about after it went live. Episode 110, Why Self-Care is More Than Bubble Baths and Pedicures. I gotta say, I've always struggled to put myself on the priority list. When you have a mile-long to-do list, competing priorities, trying to juggle your career and your family and all the day-to-day tasks that take up our time, it can be hard to put ourselves first. The other problem I notice for high achievers when it comes to self-care, self-care has gotten a bad rep because it's become commercialized in order to sell us stuff like spa days or massage chairs. But that's just one tiny component of true self-care. In this episode, you'll learn what self-care really is when it comes to your brain. I'll explain why you might have a hard time resting and why our current culture reinforces this belief. Plus, one daily strategy to refresh your mind and body and get you comfortable putting yourself first every once in a while. Enjoy! I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and neuroscience nerd, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for ambitious overachievers and recovering perfectionists who feel stretched thin and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a recovering perfectionist with big career goals, I know how frustrating it can feel to never have enough time in your day or to endlessly procrastinate because you lack the confidence to take action. I've spent years understanding how our brains work and the mental habits that get in our way. Each week, I'll share actionable strategies and guest interviews to help you get relief from your to-do list, build your confidence, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Recently, I was listening to another podcast and the podcaster was telling a story about how one of her friends had taken the whole day and sat in a coffee shop and just read a book. And I was listening to this and I was listening to the podcaster talk about her reaction. And her first thought was, oh, that would be so boring to sit in a coffee shop all day and read. And I was pretty surprised at myself because my first thought hearing this story was, oh, that's selfish. And it really took me back because, you know, I love reading. I would love to sit in a coffee shop and read all day. And it got me thinking, where did that come from? If I love reading so much, and I'm all about self-care and taking care of our minds and bodies, why was my first thought when I hear about someone else taking a break to think, oh, that would be selfish if I took a break like that? Pretty common to have this reaction. And you might have had a thought like this before, whether it was feeling selfish when you needed to take a break or feeling like you're lazy when you sit down to rest or do something fun like sit and read a book for half an hour or so or watch your favorite TV show. And if you've ever had one of these thoughts, you're not alone. They're super common. Part of the reason that it's really hard for us to relax, to take breaks, and while we feel guilty and selfish when we do finally rest, is we live in a culture in our modern world where we have specific beliefs and values when it comes to hard work and what it means to be lazy. For example, busy is one of our values right now. It's normal and valued to be busy. How many times do you bump into someone on the street and you ask them how they're doing and they sigh and they say, ugh, busy, right? Busy is the new normal. And because of this, when we're not busy, 
we feel like we're doing something wrong. We have these beliefs and values about what it means to work hard. Working hard is being busy all the time, right? Working hard is putting in super long hours, really long weeks, working all the time. When you have five minutes, okay, I better find something else on my to-do list that I can squeeze into that time. And we get into this cycle and this pattern of being busy all the time. So when we're not busy, when we sit down to rest for a little bit, it feels uncomfortable. Let me ask you this. If you have one of those magical days where you check everything off your to-do list, what do you do? Do you sit and relax? Do you do something fun? Maybe watch a show or read a book or do another hobby? Or more than likely, you jump into your to-do list for tomorrow, right? You say, oh, great. I got everything done. Let's keep working. And if so, this is super normal and you are not alone because we've learned these values and beliefs and these expectations that we have for ourselves of what it means to work hard. So when we've checked off that to-do list, we feel this internal pressure to keep working rather than taking a break or even feeling proud of ourselves for checking everything off that to-do list. The end result is we end up being go, go, go all the time. You're constantly rushing from task to task. You finish one thing, you move right on to the other. As soon as you have a moment of peace or a moment of relaxation, you feel like you should be doing something else, which means we get a lot done, but this can really take a toll on our minds and our bodies because our brains need rest and they also need to do things that fuel us up. Let me explain. I want to talk about self-care for a second. If you think about self-care and it makes you feel a little bit off, bear with me for a second. Part of that is because there's this popular impression that when we're talking about self-care, we mean things like bubble baths or a spa day. And those are super great things. If you love bubble baths and going to the spa, great. But self-care is so much more than that. Self-care is not just about bubble baths and relaxation. Really, when we talk about self-care, we mean any activity that refuels your mental resources, refuels your brain and your body, gives you that energy and that feeling of being rejuvenated and refreshed. And it's important when we think about self-care to think really broadly, multiple areas, including what fuels us physically, fuels our body, what fuels us emotionally, psychologically, mentally, and spiritually. For example, Organizing my schedule for the day could be self-care. What it does is it helps me stay on track. It reduces some of that overwhelm when I feel totally overloaded with everything on my to-do list, and it keeps my energy focused. There could be many different tasks that could fall into these categories of self-care, and they're going to be really important and really personal to you because what fuels me up might not be what fuels someone else up. For example, sitting down and crocheting for an hour is really relaxing and refreshing for me, but other people might not like to crochet. That's cool. Maybe for you, it's going outside and getting some fresh air, spending time with family and friends, or doing another hobby that's important. The trouble is, because self-care is given this bad reputation, we think of self-care as selfish right? We think about going to that spa day and taking the whole day off or spending a whole day in a bookstore or a cafe reading. And it's pretty common to have those thoughts like I did, like, ooh, I would feel so selfish doing that, or I would feel so lazy, or I have so much to do, I just can't do that. When it comes to self-care, unfortunately, in our busy worlds where we value hard work 
as equaling being busy all the time. It's quick to put ourselves last. We put ourselves on the back burner. We take care of everyone else, get everything else on that to-do list checked off and forget to do those things that refuel our mind and bodies. Interesting, like I said, when it comes to self-care, one thing I have noticed is there tends to be certain areas where we feel more comfortable with self-care. For example, we all know that exercise, eating healthy, and sleep are important, right? So it's a little bit easier to prioritize those aspects of self-care. Things that are harder to prioritize, I find, are the tasks that refuel our mind, body, and spirit. Let me give you an example. I was talking to a coaching client a while back about scheduling time in her day for things that aren't just work, for things that fuel her up. And she gave me the example. She said, you know, every Sunday I watch football, watch college football with my friends. It's been something I've done since college. It's really important to us. I would never skip that unless I absolutely have to. I always make time for that Sunday football. But she said, if she is sitting at home in the evening reading and a friend calls her and asks her to do something, it's harder for her to say no. She's okay saying no if someone tries to call her during football because that's priority time, right? But if she's doing something else that her brain says is perhaps less valuable or more selfish, like reading, she feels that pressure to say yes. And you might find that as well. Likely, there are going to be certain activities that once you start to do them, once you dedicate time to refueling your mind and body, whether it's hobbies, exercise, outdoor time, rest, family time, where those doubts and beliefs are going to crop up, where your brain is going to slip back into those defaults of saying, ooh, it's lazy to take a break, or it feels selfish, or it feels uncomfortable. I should be doing something else. Keep in mind that when it comes to both our health and well-being and our productivity, it's important to do things in our day that aren't work or task related. We can't be working all the time. Our brains were not designed to sit at a desk and work all day. It's important that we do things that refuel our mind and body because those are really limited resources. Our mental and physical energy are limited. We only have so much. And if we're doing things all day that drain those batteries, that drain those resources, and we're not refilling that mental, emotional, spiritual, physical cup can really lead to burnout. I've been working on this a lot myself in the evenings. What I used to do after Allison, my four-year-old, went to bed is I'd spend an hour or so tidying up. I'd make lunches for the next day. I'd do some dishes. I'd put away all her toys. Then I was kind of going right to bed after that, feeling stressed and feeling that I really didn't have time for myself because I was busy all the time. So I'm working really hard on letting some of that go on not spending so much time tidying and doing the things that I feel like I should do. Of not putting so much pressure on myself, especially in the evenings, to feel busy and productive because I wasn't committing that time in my day to things that refuel my batteries, refuel my tank. Because I was spending so much time, I was work, 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 really productive all day at work. Then I was coming home and it was kind of evening productivity, right? You know, those things like chores and helping kids with tasks and doing all these things. And you're not really resting or refreshing yourself until you go to bed. And then you go to bed and you feel like you've never had time for yourself. So what I'm doing is I do a quick tidy up after Allison goes to bed. I make my lunch for the next day. 
but I am practicing getting comfortable leaving some of that clutter around. Because honestly, if I clean up her toys every night, she's going to move more toys back there again in the morning. She is getting older. And so we're working on cleaning up her stuff herself, which is good. But a lot of that was an expectation that I was putting on myself a belief or a value that I needed to tidy up and clean up at the end of the day. And by taking away some of that pressure, I don't need to spend half an hour tidying up her toys. I can sit and do something that refuels my mind and body, like working on my crochet projects or reading a book or even watching some TV every once in a while. This episode is brought to you by my new free workbook, Your Insider's Guide to Stop Procrastinating. In this workbook, you'll find five questions and four strategies to go from endlessly hesitating and second-guessing yourself, waiting for the perfect time to start, to getting more done, and having the clarity, energy, and focus to take action on your to-do list every day. Our beliefs about time, work ethic, and productivity can lead us to get stuck procrastinating. Check out this free workbook to learn more and you can get yours at drnicolebyers.com forward slash stop procrastinating. That's drnicolebyers.com forward slash stop procrastinating. I'll put the link in the show notes too. Okay, here's your challenge for this week. I want you to plan one self-care activity every day. Doesn't have to be a bubble bath or a spa day. It can be something small. Start with 10 to 15 minutes. Plan something that you like to do every day, something that refills your mental, physical, spiritual cup that fuels those batteries so you end up feeling refreshed, relaxed, and rejuvenated afterward. If you start to feel guilty or selfish, keep in mind that's normal. You're working to retrain your brain and to overcome some of these beliefs and values about what it means to work hard and to be productive. Acknowledge that thought, put it to the side. Sometimes thoughts are just thoughts. The more that you do this, the more that you practice adding some of those self-care, those energy rejuvenating activities into your day, the easier it will get. Okay, thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. 